Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Well, 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 well. Good morning, everyone, and happy Tuesday to all of you. Getting ready for the snow, are we? I told you guys, you know, hey, I'm a big believer in that uh, in that farmer's almanac stuff. It's always right. And I don't read it all the time. I used to, I used to get into a situation where I would, uh, I, I'd interview the guy who, edits the Farmer's Almanac. And it's always just fascinating because the thing's been around forever. And it said, I mean, it said without a doubt that we would have a really rough winter. I mean, it said that. Uh, now, here's the thing, though, because you're going into January, you know, the 21st, 22nd, there was a little snow in Kansas City. We were there for the football game. It was kind of nice to see, but it was that big kind of like chunky uh, snow, which was perfect. I mean, it wasn't like the snow up in Buffalo. Uh, but you, as you get in, it was like, golly, it seems like spring. And then and then the the uh, sun is uh, it's staying light longer. And like, wait a minute, is it going to be springtime soon already? And I told you guys to do not get overconfident, especially in St. Louis, especially in Missouri. Uh, and, and we see snow in March here, uh, just so you guys know. So we're not definitely out of the woods yet, and this snow forecast is is no exception there, four to nine inches. So it'll be a crazy commute uh, tomorrow morning. So get yourself ready to rock and roll. Uh, I don't know what they told you to do. What, get blankets and gloves and things like that in case you're trapped? I get all that. I mean, it's, it's you know. It's not bad advice. When you when you saw what happened in the blizzard up in Buffalo and that kind of thing, and people literally trapped on the highway, it does happen. Uh, it it does happen. Uh, you guys on the Facebook feed noticing that uh, you don't get uh, any notifications. I, I'm sorry about that. I don't know how that changes or how I change that. Uh, maybe I'll have to get some kind of uh, advice from some Facebook poobah out there, but occasionally it that that's sometimes Facebook's way of uh, punishing you or putting a drag on your show or putting a drag on what you post and that kind of thing. And so the notifications sometimes uh, don't show up. So I'm sorry about that. I don't know uh, why that happens, but thank you for sticking in there. I know you guys turning on the radio as you do religiously. Thank you for that. Ran into Bill and his uh, son, Joel, yesterday, just driving around and he waves at me. I wave back at him. I thought maybe I... I knew him or something, you know, it was kind of, it was at the MAC. I thought I, 
thought maybe I knew him. And uh, I didn't. He just rolled down his window and said, hey, I'm Bill. I call into the show occasionally, listen to the show. It's my son. You know, it's, it goes to SLU. And so I, uh, I, I definitely um, appreciate that and appreciate all the hellos. Fun time in Kansas City. Uh, that that Chiefs game was way too close uh, for comfort, but it was a good it was a good game, a fun game. And that backup quarterback, I I told Aiden, you know, he's got a great lesson in always being ready to rock. And clearly, Chad Henney was all all was totally ready to rock. And so that was that was nice to see. But I don't think he's thrown for all season long. Maybe maybe an exception of a little bit. But that was it. So everybody who uh, I know, everybody who I wanted to win won. So I was I was good. I was it was really great to see Dallas get defeated because that was my big. Uh, yeah, that was fun to, <laughs> to watch and see old Jerry Rice out there. And the Buffalo game was 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 a good one too. And I'm surprised that the Bengals did as well as they did. So we'll see how it all shakes out. I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I don't think there's any question. I don't think. We, we do have an interesting scenario where we have the two youngest quarterbacks uh, and, and a, a uh, it, it's uh, th- them going into the Bengals. No, no, the the uh, San Francisco game and yeah, then San Fran and, and, and the Eagles. Eagles. So two one's 23, others 24 or something like that. Yeah. Or? Jalen Hurts and uh, Purdy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's it's uh, it's crazy. So it makes Mahomes is like the veteran now. He is as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, Mahomes is the old guy. <laughs> he is. So, but you know that's where you that's where you're going to get the experience uh, and everything else in there. So uh, anyway, that's how it's rolling. Uh, great time in Kansas City. Really fun time with Aiden. Kind of made it our tradition. Although Ethan's in San Diego now, a little harder to get him uh, to Kansas City. But next, maybe next time. Uh, we'll do that because usually the three of us go. I want to let you guys know, too. Uh, oh, John points out that Purdy was the last pick in the NFL draft. He was. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, wow. Isn't that great? What a great story there, then. Loved it. I mean, he he was, uh, you know, San Francisco, he's got a good team around him. That's the thing. Oh, right yeah, there. with Kittle and Yeah, it just goes to show Christian you having the, having the right guys is uh, – is what it's all about. So anyway, that's how it's rolling. We'll talk more about that. I know you're not here to talk football. You are here to talk about what this is. You guys know, and this is where I think the rubber hits the road for real conservatives and for that matter, real Americans. I don't know whether you have been paying attention to the, this George Santos story uh, and the congressman from Florida and all the bull crap surrounding his lies because he's a liar. He's got problems, but I think there's this there's this there's this feeling uh, in the public and in the media like it's any of our business, which is really pretty interesting because we, we've we've never accepted some of these people never accepted the Patriot Twenty. Now, how can how can somebody so you know, only twenty people change the uh, change the trajectory of of the Congress? And so, well, that's how a representative republic works. And you know how else a representative republic works? The people who vote in the district of the representative are the one who should decide whether or not he stays in office. It's it's actually not your business. It's not my business. 
it doesn't matter what I think, and it doesn't matter what you think. It matters what the people in this district think. That we have the same problem with, with, with Eric Greitens. So Eric Greitens is in a situation where he resigns, and every other Republican saying he should resign. It should have been up to the voters, which is why I, I wish he didn't resign. But it should have been up to the voters in that case. But again, there's a new poll out uh, telling us what Democrats, independents, and Republicans think about George Santos and whether or not he should resign. And it's the lead story on the Drudge Report. We've got Asians killing Asians. I know, that's why the story is so way, way far down. We've got Joe Biden hiding documents everywhere. And guess what the masses are occupying themselves with? This nonsense. It's crazy. Your phone calls are welcome. 314-566-6104. It's Common Sense Radio. I guess one of my favorite stories about the hypocrisy of the left, and I'll get to this Santos thing in a second because a new poll is out talking about uh, what Democrats, Republicans, and independents think of whether or not Santos should resign. And in America, it doesn't matter what anybody outside of Santos's district thinks. And that's why it was so impressive when Kevin McCarthy said, it's up to his voters to decide whether he stays or goes, and that takes place during an election. 99% of the people in his district could think he should resign, and he doesn't have to. And in elective politics, that's how it works. And again, I'm not defending the guy's lies or anything. I'm defending this republic which is what I do every morning here. And that's just kind of how it works. The minute we get sucked into the opinions of people that don't matter, uh, the worse it gets uh, for us. That's how, that's how it all ought to, ought to go. I'll tell you, though, there's good news as you uh, wake up this morning. The mainstream media seems to kind of get on the Second Amendment train just a little bit. I'm not going to celebrate too early here. What's crazy is, so so there's this interview that Gavin Newsom does with Nora O'Donnell about the Second Amendment. Of course, this is this in the wake of the California shootings and, you know, the story about the Asian who killed 10 people uh, really rapidly disappeared from the headlines, right? So George Santos in drag is what's number one, the number one story on Drudge Report, not that you actually go there. I, I certainly don't really pay attention to that as much as uh, maybe a long time ago you used to. Now it's just a left-wing aggregate, and it's that's the story. You've got the president of the United States, supposedly, hiding documents everywhere. Uh, and everywhere. Documents that actually he took their top secret from his days in the Senate. And, and it's getting nary any kind of reporting at all in the mainstream media. It's unbelievable. And then you have, of course, the Asian shooting the Asian. Of course, everybody, you guys know the drill by now. You guys are news consumers. You've seen what all the, um, what all the, the left-wing kooks out there all tweeted out about, stop Asian hate, stop Asian hate. And like, yeah, we're all for that. <laughs> We're all for that. You mean Asians hating other Asians? Yeah, that too. I'd like to. I'd like to stop that as well. 
But that doesn't get the kind of coverage it gets. That story disappeared faster than a lead balloon, for crying out loud. And you guys notice it, too. Uh, had this been some guy who listens to Glenn Beck, and I, I only bring up Glenn Beck because that always used to be the thing. So, oh, he listened to Glenn Beck. Had this guy listened to Glenn Beck uh, and been white, this thing would have been all over the drug. You wouldn't be able to hide from this story. But anyway, I um, watch the Gavin Newsom interview with Noah O'Donnell because invariably the dumbest Americans among us automatically resort to talking about gun control as a means of controlling violence. And so that's what the the lower level of our society talks about, that lower rung of society. These are not smart enough to go through the machinations and all of the uh, pathologies that go into violence from one American to another. And they so they they flip it to him. And Gavin Newsom isn't the most intelligent guy around. And so I mean, he's, the Second Amendment's becoming a suicide pact. Yeah, the Second Amendment is a suicide pact, he says. As he walks with Nora O'Donnell down the street with, let's see, one, I mean, it's just, uh, two. Yeah, and that's the only question the community wants. So how do you get Three armed guards walking alongside of him. We look at that all the time. Three armed guards. Another half dozen gun safety bills. And it's three guys with guns walking around him as he complains about the Second Amendment being a suicide pact. Can you believe this? And yet, you know what? Nora O'Donnell does kind of get up in him. But it's not about that. Like, it doesn't occur to Nora O'Donnell like, Wait a minute, we're surrounded by armed guards here on the streets of Los Angeles. And and you're complaining about the Second Amendment being a suicide pact. Doesn't make any sense. But she does actually make just a passing effort to try and uh, and stand up for people who might have a different opinion about Second Amendment rights. Well, one person who visited this community today was California Governor Gavin Newsom to offer his condolences to victims and their families. It's a disgrace. We found the governor here in Monterey Park, not far from the dance studio. Where- it, it is interesting how the leftists, especially the politicians, always go to the scene of a crime, that their policies in... It, it, whether it be in terms of their economic policies or whatever, create just a hellhole, you know, uh, it's 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 kind of one of those things. They always go back to the scene of the crime to tout the Second Amendment. So it's not really expressing condolences. It's it's the politicians going back and attempting to exploit the deaths of people, which is what he did. Anyway, I want to get to Nora kind of standing up for. You and me. At least 11 were killed. Nothing about this is surprising. Everything about this is infuriating. California has the strictest gun laws in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, I know. So isn't that interesting? Uh, it, it, it's, it's a walking example of how strict gun laws still don't prevent killings and crimes because people who have that attitude, that mentality, are still going to shoot people. I mean, the Second Amendment is becoming a suicide pact. But there's many people in this country that support the Second Amendment. But there's many people in this country that support the Second Amendment. So that's as much as we're going to get from old Nora here. But our our lawful gun owner. Yeah, I have great respect. I have no ideological opposition to someone reasonably and responsibly owning firearms and getting background checks and being trained. So anyway, boy, you'd think that 
I mean, this is CBS News. You'd think they actually would have a mic on the guy that you can hear. It's like you're you're like a network newscaster. You can't you can't put a windscreen on your microphone. Gee whiz. Anyway, they he talks about the Second Amendment. She says, well, many people who are law abiding citizens, which is what basically the Second Amendment is about, law abiding citizens. It's not about criminals. So the Second Amendment has nothing to do with any of what's going on here. Both Nora O'Donnell and Gavin Newsom know it. So they're the, so let's talk about what the real problem is instead of the Second Amendment being the problem, because that's not the problem. If Gavin Newsom believes actually that he has respect for people who uh, who are law abiding gun owning citizens, then it's this, then he should have closed the door on the Second Amendment beef and talked about something else. But you're not going to get that from, again, the lower IQ Americans among us. That's how it all works out. Good morning this morning. 314-566-6104. It's Common Sense Radio. Well, apparently the loons on Twitter and beyond have forced the Eminem people to change the shoes on their spokespeople, Eminem's, whatever, and uh, actually get rid of the whole program all in one. This is uh, crazy, but I'm I'm so glad that America is in good enough shape, apparently, where Americans have gotten to the point where they are busying themselves with what a cartoon character is wearing. It's really I, sometimes it's either an example of uh, kind of the fall of Rome, and that we're kind of getting to that point where uh, we're collapsing. Or maybe if we want to look at it more Pollyannishly, or maybe a little bit more uh, uh, optimistically, that it just means that the country is great, everybody's fat and happy, and they're busying themselves with the fate of George Santos and what M&Ms are wearing on their feet, even though M&Ms don't have feet, but the cartoons do. And that's what people are doing. So congratulations, America. You have now hit rock bottom in that sense. All right. Kamala Harris. Oh, she's back. (laughs) She's back. And she's talking about the uh, abortion, right? And she's uh, deciding she's going to quote the Declaration of Independence. Uh, You know, the problem with quoting the Declaration of Independence when you're talking about abortion and you are an abortionist and you're pro-abortion is that little sentence there where you talk about um, mm, that little thing called right to life. That presents a problem when you're quoting the Declaration of Independence. But really, actually, it doesn't present a problem when you quote the Declaration of Independence and then just Leave that part out. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Can you believe that? And and, and she not only, of course, left out right to life. You know what else she left out, right, people? She left out creator. So at that point, when you're this much of a hack and you're an anti-American stooge like 
Kamala Harris, at that point, maybe you shouldn't be quoting the Declaration of Independence if you're going to bastardize it so poorly and so completely. In fact, most of the coverage of this, if you saw any coverage of it, focused on her leaving out the right to life. In my opinion, that is one egregious mistake, but they didn't ever mention that she left out endowed by her creator. Because because in, in the world of Kamala Harris, the way she was raised and bred, in the world of Kamala Harris, your rights are given to you by your political party. Your rights are given to you by your government. Kamala Harris actually believes that. And in fact, the entirety of the Democrat Party believes that. And probably about 70% of the Republican Party believes that. So so in, in the world of these inbreds, uh, they, they don't recognize our creator. They don't recognize that rights are endowed by our creator, as the Declaration of Independence says. And not only do they not recognize it, but when they bring it up, they purposely leave that part out, which at that point is a sin. You shouldn't even you shouldn't even be quoting the Declaration of Independence if you can't quote it properly. But you see, Kamala Harris also has another problem, her runaway ego. And, and Kamala Harris believes, like a lot of people in her circle believe, that when they quote the Declaration of Independence, they can just simply say whatever they think the Declaration of Independence should say. They don't need to quote it because they'll just make it up themselves. That kind of hubris and that kind of pride should get you struck down by lightning. Uh, and, and, and unfortunately, God's busy. He was, you know, helping, you know, the Bengals win that game the other day. I mean, you can't, you can't, he can't be everywhere. But you, again, you, 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 this is everything in this 14 second clip. You have, you have everything that's wrong with the left and everything that is sinful about the left. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that from a, from a Bible toting because I'm not, I am not the arbiter of sin, <laughs> you know. I'm not, I'm not the arbiter of godliness, and I am not to determine what sin is for you or what godliness is. But, but I'm using it as as a as a loose kind of uh, part of our English vernacular. I'm not using it as a preacher would. But but this is this is a sin against uh, against the very tenets of this country and all that our founding fathers fought for. And again, if, if, if you're going to do it and you're going to quote the Declaration of Independence and you're going to bastardize it to fit your points of view, then you shouldn't be quoting it at all because then, it's, then you're not quoting a document. You're, you're basically grazing on the creation of our founding fathers in terms of the document and picking out words you want to use and then throwing away words you don't want to use. Well, that's not that doesn't have integrity in it, but again— People like Kamala Harris, and these people are all bred the same way and raised the same way. They're raised basically by terrible parents telling them that they are preeminent beings in the, in the, on the planet, that they can do no wrong. And in some cases, depending on 
what who they are. Sometimes it's, hey, uh, you're going to get ahead not because of the content of your character, but because of the color of your skin. That too. But this kind of hubris is out of this world crazy. But we have captured, kind of like, you know, when you, when you, when you capture like a, a, a specimen, like a, like a bacteria in a Petri dish, and then you can study it, take this 14 seconds, and it tells you everything you need to know about a these people. we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, that is egregious. And I guess the other thing her parents didn't tell her, I mean, I'm sure her parents are like, no, no, you don't sound nasally, Kamala, no, uh-uh, not at all. You, sh- you sure I don't sound nasally, mama? No, not at all. You sound like you are a trained voice coach. It sounds like you are a trained orator. Uh, you don't sound... D- Daddy, you sure I don't sound nasally? Oh, no, Kamala, not at all. You sound perfect. You sound like an angel came down from heaven. I believe you have a future bastardizing the Declaration of Independence, my dear. You sure with this nasally voice? No, it's not nasally at all. You're speaking, obviously, from your diaphragm. Clearly, you've had training, haven't you? I guess so, yeah, sure, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, so this is, but in this 14 seconds, we have captured the essence of not only Kamala Harris, but also of uh, of the Democrat Party and the left here. And you know what? I'm not going to leave out the Republican Party because as much as we can laugh, oh, yeah, typical Democrat, 70% of Republicans believe this too, just so you know. But Kamala Harris uh, does apparently have brains, and we can li- we can learn from her, she thinks, because she can tell us how electricity works, you see. Today, America has more than half a million miles of transmission lines, enough to wrap around the globe 24 times. These lines connect the power plants where electricity is created to homes, and businesses, and schools, and hospitals across our nation. Think about it. Every time you turn on a light, or charge your laptop, or plug in your air conditioner, or put leftovers in the fridge, you rely on the power delivered by our nation's network of transmission lines. Yeah, there you go. Don't tell Kamala Harris. She doesn't know nothing about how the world works. And, and, and sh- it, you know, and the really crazy thing about that is, and I'm sorry about the volume on that. I'm going to have to find a, a, a better version of that so you can hear her stupidity more easily without having to strain your ears. But it sounds like Kamala Harris literally just was briefed before this speech on how power lines work. Because she's she's acting like she just found out. Oh, you mean electricity is delivered? You mean electricity is delivered by power lines from a power station? Is that, is that what you're telling me? Yeah, all you got to do, Kamala, is say that you know every time you put leftovers in the fridge, thank a power line. It's like, 
314-566-6104. It's Common Sense Radio. Patriot. I remember the commercial. It was Life Cereal. And it was back when they actually they had cinnamon Life Cereal. Uh, uh, raisins Life Cereal. I didn't really know. I don't. I think I missed that part of the Life Cereal. But. Goodbye. Well, that's Mikey with the Oscar, Oscar Mayer, but but remember. What's this stuff? Some cereal. It's supposed to be good for you. Did you try it? I'm not gonna try it. You try it. I'm not gonna try it. Let's get Mikey. Yeah. He won't need it. He hates everything. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. When you bring light. Yeah. So Mikey likes it reminds me, and I know I'm not reporting that Mikey's dead. I don't actually know whatever happened to him. So just so you know, I'm not going to do that to you. Mikey from life has died. No, I'm not going to do that to you. Mikey actually is alive and well in the personage of St. Corrine, because that's exactly what the Biden administration is doing to her throughout this whole situation regarding the documents. You know, it's funny how... Remember when St. Corrine talked about how she checked all the boxes in terms of how um, amazing she is? I, I think, what did she say? She was the first gay, Haitian, black, whatever, spokesperson, whatever it is. Well, uh, that doesn't seem to, to help her. And, in fact, maybe that's why she's just seen as uh, just collateral damage on the document thing. And, and they're basically now throwing this all at her. Now, this, I'm not I'm not trying to defend the fact that she is misleading people because she is. But at some point, when you have a spokesperson like this, there's only so much that spokesperson can do to cover for the plethora of, of lies that are coming out of the administration's mouth. And so they basically just leave St. Corrine to be fed to the wolves. And the wolves, of course, gorge themselves on this hapless spokesperson because she actually is out there trying to explain something that really isn't actually explainable. She's having to explain something that actually doesn't really have an explanation or one that is decent or honest. And and so the idea that, that a, uh, a senator who basically every other senator has to read these uh, classified documents in a skiff. They have to be isolated in a skiff. But the idea that a senator would basically be stealing classified documents, that's a pretty serious thing. And and it's certainly not something that St. Corrine seems equipped to be able to explain. And Ducey and the gang, including Mary Bruce from, Bruce from ABC, basically... Uh, Take her apart. Another question on the documents. Um, you have said, though, from this podium many, many times over the last two weeks that this president takes the handling of classified material very seriously. And yet we continue to learn about more documents being found and discovered at his home, including now some that go back decades to his time in the Senate. So why should the American people believe that this president takes classified material seriously and the handling of it? Look, the president, the American people heard from the president directly on this when he was asked by your colleagues at least twice now about um, about how he sees this process. And he was very clear. But I, I want to ask one more time, because you have been the one messaging that he takes this seriously. Yeah, because because 
she's trying to go back and say, let me, let me, let me, let me try this one more time, St. Corrine, okay? Because, because he's the one who said he was going to be the most transparent president ever who ever lived, okay? So let me try this again. He's not. So I'm going to run this by you one more time. You have also been saying over and over again that you are cooperating fully with this investigation. That that hasn't changed, Mary. But given that, why then did it take several searches and the FBI coming in to uncover the full extent of the documents? I I understand. That's that's a good question. And and you're going to have to watch St. Corrine try to evade it because she's saying cooperating fully with the investigation doesn't generally merit... Uh, ultimately a fanning out of the feds to start looking for documents if you're really cooperating. Now, with the with one exception, that is, Donald Trump was cooperating. He was actually full-on in negotiations. They already ID'd the documents he had. They were already enumerated and in front, basically, of the feds, visually at least, uh, and if not physically. And so... President Trump, actually, they knew the they didn't, there was nowhere else the documents were being kept. That's a pretty big difference. In this case, this is not cooperation when you have documents basically all over the planet. And, and, they, and the feds have to go and look for them. The feds, contrary to what was happening in Mar-a-Lago, the feds were not looking for documents that they were, didn't already identify. They already had the vision of the documents in, in their sight. In this case, they didn't. That's not cooperation. Your question. I've, I've said many times, the president has said many times, he takes this very seriously. You've heard directly from him. You just said that his team is cooperating fully. And just want to add, you know, and you heard from his team that the FBI was invited into uh, the president's home. I'm not going to go beyond that. That is That was in the statement that was released on Saturday. Invited as long as... The attorneys were alongside, which is a privilege Donald Trump did not get. In fact, Christina Bob, who you heard on this show before, was kept outside of Mar-a-Lago. She was not allowed inside. None of his lawyers were allowed inside Mar-a-Lago to watch the proceedings the way Biden's lawyers were. And, and yet, oh, I know, the lead story on the Drudge Report is that Santos should resign because he dressed as a drag queen and lied. I get it. But everybody knows this is a major, major problem. And whether or not the news media reports on it or not, it's going to be a major problem for them. It doesn't matter. So they can cover up all they want and St. Corrine can cover it up all they want. It still is a thing and will be up through 2024. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.